Welcome to Teaming Up from the Hodges Partnership. In this episode, Josh Dare speaks with Jill Vaughn from JLV Communications about content marketing versus media relations and why a company may choose one versus the other. What are the pros and cons? Enjoy. Welcome, listeners, uh, to another episode of our regular podcast from the Hodges Partnership that we call Teaming Up. If you're a faithful listener, you know that this season we are being joined by some special guests, folks who have a range of expertise, and, and certainly that fits the bill with this episode's guest. I'm happy to be joined by a longtime public relations professional, Jill Vaughn. Welcome, Jill. Hello. Thank you. Jill has more than 25 years of experience in in PR, in and out of government. And about five years ago, she founded JLV Communications. And you can find a link to her agency and more about Jill in the bio information uh, about her in in the episode notes here. So, Jill, look forward to our conversation. There's so many things I think that you and I could talk about, and we could talk about it uh, for a long time. Um, But our industry continues to evolve. And we thought it'd be an interesting topic to talk about the dynamic between traditional public relations, and by that I mean uh, media relations, uh, versus the kind of emerging content program. So this is not to suggest that one is better than the other. And in fact, I think we'd likely agree that ideally a sound PR strategy would likely include both strategic elements. But let's chat about each and the strengths and shortcomings of each and what some of the considerations are when opting for one over the other. So how's that sound? That sounds perfect. So I'm pretending now to flip a coin, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to ask you to start up. Oh, you, you've got media relations, so uh, I'm going to ask you to start off with some uh, with the strategy that goes back really as far as public relations itself, and that's media relations. So um, talk a little bit about how public relations practitioners traditionally have gone about the practice of media relations. And if I could make this a two-part question, how have things changed over the years? Sure. So I think in our industry, um, you either love media relations or you might hate it. Um, I still get jazzed after all these years of practicing when it comes to pitching the media. Um, But I have been working in the industry more than 25 years. So in the early days, um, you know, you really had these relationships that were long term. And it's funny, one of your employees, Sean Ryan, was a a journalist and I was the PR person uh, in the economic development partnership when, when we formed that great relationship and he knew he could call me for any breaking news or, you know, a quote, even trying to get to the governor's office. So uh, it was really personal back then. And I mean, we'd have coffee, we'd, we'd meet for lunch, a lot of phone calls. Um, I think those were the days where if you were, if you were a bit of an extrovert, it helped. Yes. I'm not sure you need to have those. I think, Public relations and media relations has evolved to the point where you can be an introvert and still be very successful. But that, I think you make a good point about the the uh, what hasn't changed is forming relationships. Right. And I, I feel like, you know, many years ago, these journalists, they would stay at their publications for years, sometimes even decades. And and that made it, you know, just even more successful to to have that beneficial relationship. Um and I remember doing media tours when there was no question. We have plenty of staff. We'll send this writer to to tour these companies and, uh, you know, spend three days in Virginia, for example. Um, today, you, you hardly ever see anyone in person. <laughs> yeah. um, 
I think I may see a a writer at a PRSA luncheon, which is awesome, and they get swarmed. <laughs> so, no, so no coffee, no lunches, or very few, no kind of desk side briefings, and those types of things are kind of few and far between. Yes, like going in to meet with an editorial board. Why do you think that is? I think we just move at the speed of light with technology, and mm-hmm. we can be so much more efficient yeah. and um, you know finish our work. But you know the shift today is. And I think if you've talked about this on your podcast before, like the technology just it allows us to be even more strategic with the research we can do. And not only are there media database platforms, you can invest in monitoring tools. There are so many wire services out there. Um, You really have to stay on top of the technology. But if if you know your stuff um, and you learn how to use these things, you can really hit a home run with, um, as a media relations professional. Yeah. Are you a big fan of these kind of news release services like PR Newswire, Businesswire? I mean, where do you see the place in media relations for those? So, um, they are not the end all be all for sure. Like if I have a, a major company as a client, sometimes they just want to be on PR Newswire because it's, you know, a perception thing. They know that people are going to pay attention to that. Plus, if they're making like a material announcement, quarterly earnings, things like right. that have got to go out on those kinds of platforms. Yeah, exactly. But it's so expensive. So, you know, I'm an independent practitioner. Uh, and in my agency, we actually use some of the smaller services um, that we build into our our rates. And sometimes like for nonprofits and small local governments. It just it looks professional. It goes out there on the wire. It's a great link. It helps their SEO. Um, and it's just good to have that, you know, living history on the internet, in my opinion. Um, do you think the press release is dead, Josh? Yeah, no, I was actually <laughs> going to ask you that. I mean, um, you know, we're taking one side or the other here, but I mean, for me, uh, the press release is far less important than it used to be where you could kind of lead with the press release. For me, the pitch is more important. And if you can kind of put that information within the pitch, uh, I maybe, you know, one of the ways that a lot of times people go about it is like, here's a press release that's attached or within the body, but let's summarize it here with the pitch. Um, We have a lot of folks that uh, clients would like say, will default to press release thinking. And I'm just um, for me, I think if there are internal reasons for a press release, go ahead. But if I'm a reporter and I get a press release, to me, that's saying everybody's getting this. I'm not sure I'm interested in something that everybody else is getting. How about you? Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm still I love to write a press release. I, I think, you know, um, in college, like it's a great skill, like how to build that document. Um, and to be honest, sometimes like in small towns, they will still run press releases word for word, and that's helpful. But but I agree. It's like, what's the hook? What's the angle? How are you going to feed this to a specific journalist in the way they want it? Yeah, I think we're simpatico PR nerds here, Jill. I love like I love starting my press release, and I love like <laughs> what's the headline and right. what's the lead paragraph. I love to kind of massage that lead and uh, and kind of build from there. How about how about press conferences? Yeah, they are not what they used to be. Can I give you an example of my favorite in my career? I just have to tell the story because who gets to to have a a press conference like this? So it was uh, 
at the Richmond Airport, and a couple won $217 million in the Powerball. But the cool part was he bought the ticket in the vending machine at the airport. Mm. <laughs> On Valentine's Day, we, has the, we have this press conference, and the story was just, you, you can't make it up. When we had the Today Show there, we had every camera in the world. But the guy buys the ticket. He gets on a plane to Denver. He was a Department of Defense employee. had a conference. He gets to Denver and figures out he won the jackpot. He, he cannot stay at the conference. He takes a picture of it, sends it to his wife, gets back on the plane and comes right home. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's the kind of news that, uh, that he merits a press conference. I think one of, the, um, one of the challenges for us is to kind of let a client know that they really don't want a press conference. Uh, and my greatest anxiety as a PR professional is agreeing to do a press conference and no one sh- and worry that no one's going to show up. Because mm-hmm. what I tell clients now is like, if you want to have an event where you celebrate this news and no reporter shows up and no outlet shows up and it's still you still could consider that a success, right? Just for the celebratory part of it or letting your right. own constituencies know, mm-hmm. great. Uh, on top of that, if maybe media shows up, it's just like icing on the cake. But don't hold it just for media because, you know, you could get ghosted there easily. For Especially sure. How, how competitive it is now. So um, I want to uh, talk a little bit about why, media, why we would choose media relations over content. But let's sp- spend a couple minutes about content as kind of the other tool that's kind of emerging. Are we ready for that? Sure. Wanna, let's go for it. Um, so I think uh, as media, you know, media relations has gotten tougher. I think we will agree about that. I mean, they're at the outlets, the, the number of outlets are, are, have shrunk. The number of reporters out outlets have shrunk and it makes the uh, opportunities for a placement more challenging. I think we can agree to that. What has been nice for PR people is while that has been shrinking, a whole nother universe has kind of come onto the landscape and that's what we call all these content programs. So um, by that, I mean like the capacity to create your own content and push it out strategically on, on, uh, on digital platforms. So there are several advantages of a content approach over media relations. Um, and you get that with media relations, you get that third party validation. And I think that is huge, right? I think that's what always make media relations a very, very attractive public relations strategy. Um, uh, you, but you give up control. You, you, with content, you have 100% control over the information you provide, how you showcase your expertise, how you solve client problems. Uh, you get to decide when it's going to appear. You get to decide what images are attached to it, uh, what research data it might be available to accompany it, all of that. And all of that is huge. Uh, but here's the magic pill that I love about content, and that is you get to choose to see to to uh, you get to choose who sees the content um, by using the advertising capabilities on social platforms like Facebook and LinkedIn and X, formerly Twitter. Uh, you can target who receives your your blog on their feed. You can remember remember when. Um, you're not as old as me, but you may have this experience when your parents sent you a clipped article or your grandmother sent you a clipped article and said, hey, I saw this article and I thought about you. For me, that is like that's targeted. Uh, that's putting it into our lives. And I feel like what the advertising uh, engines enable us to do is even more powerful than what your grandmother could do. 
So, <laughs> so by and large, for us, our content most focuses on blogging, on blogs. We interview the subject matter experts at the clients and we turn their insights into those blogs. We might also record them and post a video or a podcast. Uh, we use their expertise in newsletters and white papers and all of these things uh, make for an effective content management tool. So how, let me put this to you now, Jill. How do you decide what, what track to go down with a client? Is it better to do a media relations campaign or a content management campaign? And what are the kind of the factors that go into those decisions? Sure. So I think it depends on your audience. Um, Are you trying to reach other businesses? Are you trying to reach the consumer? Um, I think a, a big question I ask clients and they it's often um, a misperception takes a lot of time to do either (laughs) and dedication from the leadership um and like you said you have to have that time to interview you know the leaders in the organization and if they're not available it's going to push the timeline back so on the media relations side are those leaders ready and willing to go on camera are they media trained can they do those third-party media interviews? But on the other hand, can they sit down with their communications professional or their PR firm and really be thoughtful about the content that they're giving us? Yeah, I think those are good points. I, I think the other consideration for me would be, um, so we've had clients come to us and say, yeah, I like to earn media. Uh, I like content. I can afford one. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I mean, ideally, we would love to have, they play off each other really well. Um, there are elements to both that you would love that third-party validation of earned media. You'd love the control of content media. So if you had to choose, one of the first questions I would ask is, how newsworthy is your story? Mm-hmm. Um, can we sustain a media relations program over time um, in ways that um, uh, can you know we can be successful for more than a month? Um, our business has changed so much. Our, I would just say our client retention uh, has changed significantly when we started transitioning to content because we could take on a client here and there and, and tell their story and you know extract what, what's the kind of key elements of their story and, and do that. And then it goes away because you kind of run out of parts of the story to tell. Um, and so for me, the newsworthiness is kind of a, a really big part of that. Yes, I agree. What about, um, I mean, I think there are budget considerations when you're, when you're um, picking one or the other. I mean, what do you think is more cost effective if, if, if either one or the other is, is? Yeah, I would say if you have a smaller budget, if I'm a client, I'd probably like more control with the content program because I would know what I'm getting. You're delivering X, Y, and Z. Um, you know, you doing a media relations program depending on the newsworthiness um you know companies have to understand that it's always not a slam dunk and every idea you have is not gonna land this huge article or or broadcast story so if if you have a small budget i would probably you know look at all those content examples you gave and pick a few that you can really be successful at yeah that those are good points i you know one of the other things that I think is important Now, you mentioned about, um, you know, the company management and how good are they with the media and things like that. I think the other part of it on the content side is we've run into examples where 
the subject matter experts aren't kind of bought in, right? It's the, P, it's the PR people, the communications people that want uh, this content program. And so we need to rely not on them, but the people who are actually the experts. And if they can't provide those experts to us in a regular, timely way, that content program is going to fizzle and die. And I think that that is really kind of one of the great frustrations that, that we've had. So, um, uh, and that's not something we, that the frustration for us is it's not something we can control. We can go to our client and say, hey, we need these people. They're, they're the you know, fodder for our expertise. Um, and as far as budget goes, um, it's important, I think, to recognize that if you're doing a content program, you've got to carve out some budget for that advertising side. The days of things kind of going viral on their own are long past. You really want to put a small amount of money to help uh, drive that content to the key audiences that will be most effective. I'm going to make one more point, and then I'm going to ask you for some closing wrap-up mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. thoughts about this. And um, what was the whole closing point I was just going to make? <laughs> I'm having a senior moment. Uh, um, yeah. I'm, about I've lost, paid? I've lost it. Yeah, it might have been about paid. Targeted? But yeah, I don't know. You're, you sound like, uh, you know, the people around me in my world trying to remind me about things. So <laughs> uh, let's um, let, let's talk about closing thoughts. We only have a couple minutes left. Yeah, so I, I just have some advice for, okay, for communications folks out there, um, no matter, you know, how long you've been in the industry. I think there's this huge void of media relations pros that I'm seeing compared to the old days, because I think social media is so sexy and fun and everyone wants to do it. Um, but if you can really focus in this area and learn the technology, learn the trends, you could really have a fantastic career. Because um, I know I have a hard time finding people who enjoy it or even do it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so important. I mean, everybody kind of wants the content side. Um, because I think there's a there's a sales element to media relations that people don't want to be in sales. They mm -hmm. don't want to um, spend a day pitching without a lot to show for it, where on the content side, you always have something to show for it. I mean, there's the control there again. You go back to it. It's, there's something kind of satisfying about that. But there's something incredibly satisfying about a hit. And I remember the other part point I was going to make. I knew it would come back to me. And that's trade media. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, for for If your company is a B2B company, there is, I don't think, anything better than a trade media hit. If, if your customer base is reading these two, three, four trade outlets, placements in there, whether it's like a guest authored piece or a case study or, you know, uh, just an article that includes you, it doesn't even have to be you're like you're the star of the article, but you're part of an article that is providing solutions to a you know, industry trend problems. That's just huge. So um, I think where we've leaving this is it's not one is better than the other. It's mm -hmm. not earned media better than content or content better than earned media. It's ideally uh, a program that marries the two and lets them kind of complement one another is really, I think, where public relations sweet spot is right now. Absolutely. And with either method, think like a journalist. Like whether you're pitching 
that key reporter or you're writing this blog, like make it interesting, make it have human emotion, connect to something and to the person. You keep reminding me of one more thing to say, and I think that's <laughs> a really good point. And to think like a journalist, you need to consume journalism. Yes, your daily news gathering. Yeah. I mean, the you if you pay attention to the what reporters are writing on things, then you're in the right profession. Right. If you're reading one or more daily newspapers a day or different outlets, you're in the right profession. Um, if you just want to be a PR person and do content, like I tell our young people, the best thing you could do is be versatile. The best thing you could do is embrace media relations opportunity and embrace the opportunity to interview subject matter experts and, and put that content out there in a strategic way. So, hey, this has been great. I hope there's been some value to our listeners to Tapping into Jill's 25 plus years of experience, I uh, encourage you to go to the uh, her wealth, uh, website at JLV Communications. And um, I'm not sure what's up next time, but check this space for our next uh, our next teaming up podcast. Thanks, thanks Josh. For, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to the Teaming Up podcast. Teaming Up is brought to you by the Hodges Partnership, a strategic communications agency that specializes in storytelling through public relations, media relations, content marketing, and social media. The Teaming Up podcast is a happy committee production. Episodes are released monthly. Subscribe on your favorite podcast service so you never miss an episode.